0: Hello, beautiful soul. (laughs) Oh man, today's episode is unlike one that has never been done before. This is episode 230 somehow. It's kind of crazy. And this is an episode where I am speaking to a guest, Michelle, and we have a really Can you tell how hesitant I am, how nervous I am? (laughs) And we already recorded it, so it's already done. Uh, I was even more nervous before we recorded. But we have an episode that is talking about a subject matter in my life that I've been really vague about on here, I've talked about, or I've dripped in, but never really expressed fully. And it's about heartbreak and having your world shattered and walking through that not getting through it, not charging through it, but just being in it and walking through it. And I had listened to, Michelle and I have been connected for over a year now. And a few months ago, I listened to her on a different podcast, on Marie Barker's podcast, where she shared her experience with an unwinding of a relationship and a love that really blindsided her for many reasons. And it was one of the first times as I was walking through that journey for quite some time before that, that I didn't feel so alone or so ashamed of the way that I was feeling and the ways that I was still feeling and the things that were present or not present. And really it boiled down to I carried so much shame and pain, <laughs> obviously, in from that, not obviously, but from that. and. Hearing Michelle speak just felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And I had reached out to her and just expressed my deep gratitude for her and for her words. And we have connected several times since. And finally, she just asked, would this be something that you would be willing to talk about on your podcast? And I was like, fuck no. (laughs) Um, And at the same time, fuck yes, there was something in it that it was just time. And she could sense it and she could feel it. She supports me and adores me and loves me dearly. So I know that she would never put something out there that she didn't sense and feel that it was okay for me to lean into and that she was there by my side. So it was beautiful. And in this conversation, we dive into a handful of things today. And Michelle talks a little bit about Her background really quickly, she doesn't touch, she doesn't give herself nearly enough credit for all of the amazing things that she does, but she has a background in holistic nutrition and plant medicine. She's a well-being counselor. She is a yoga and meditation teacher, and she's the CEO of SYNC, which is a weight therapy and lifestyle brand. She shares a little bit about that in this episode and how this was born, how a big piece of it, not totally all of it, but how this was a catalyst as she was walking through her grief journey. And maybe when people lean into, we talk about this as we dive in and maybe as people started to say things of, you know, everything happens for a reason and this is for you. And when you're not ready to receive that, it doesn't feel nice. Speaking from experience, those words still don't always feel nice to me. And we can appreciate and acknowledge things that come out of that dark space come out of that heavy space that there does get to be lightness there does get to be joy and ways to help and support others and be seated out of that and that's ultimately why I felt really called to do this converse to hold this conversation today and to share it with you all was there are somebody I know that needs to hear these words your story might be very different than Michelle's your story might be very different than mine and there might be parts of it that touch on something that your heart and soul needs to hear or a, a, a past version of yourself that hasn't fully healed in that space needs to hear. Or a future version of yourself need, might need to pocket and squirrel away. And so as you listen today, know that we both share with the intention of holding ultimate space for you. To be in, to feel, to experience and walk through anything that you are walking through, feeling and experience. It. It's all welcome. It's all okay. It's all safe for you to feel, especially when it doesn't feel that way. Trust me and promise. I promise you when, when I say that it does. And with that, I will say, sit back, open up your ears, open up your minds and enjoy the wisdom that is Michelle. Really quick, one more thing before we dive in, and no, I'm not just putting this in because I'm procrastinating and a little nervous, killing some time before you listen to this episode today that's making me squirm. I promise that's not it. But this morning, I sent out an email to my email list, and it was a little gift guide that I created. I was thinking as I was looking at my holiday list and the gifts that I was thinking of and the people I was thinking of buying for was, how do I want to head into the season. And I wanted to be really intentional with what I was buying and who I was buying from. And in that instant, I realized I know some really freaking cool, badass women who are pouring their hearts and souls into their craft and into the, the pieces that they create and the way that they share with the world. And I wanted to highlight just a few of them, some of my favorites, some of my go-tos, things that you might have seen on my Instagram, but wanting to just put it all in one place. And so if you want in on that and you're not on my email list, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram. Drop me a little note and I will send that over to you. It ties in perfectly because, spoiler alert, guest of the show today, Michelle, did make the list with her sync products. And you'll see why and you'll understand why as you listen to this. And you might listen to this and say, wow, yeah, whatever she's creating I want in Go ahead, like I said, send me over a message on Instagram. My Instagram is in the show notes and you can, I'll drop you over that email and happy, happy shopping and gifting and more so, as I said in the email, full permission to buy all of this stuff for yourself because I'm, I'm, I might just have, I'm not, I'm not sorry about it. Today is a conversation with somebody very near and dear to my heart that I get to share with you, which I'm unbelievably excited about. And a conversation that I did not know if we would be ever having on the podcast. And it's time and it's ready. And with the urging of the lovely Michelle, who I get to look at and share this experience with today, we're just gonna let it be whatever it needs to be. So welcome, Michelle, and hello.
1: Hello, I'm so happy to be here and so excited for this conversation even though I know we're probably both getting those nervous butterflies right now, yeah, it's necessary.
0: Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Let's, let's just rip the bandaid off and let's have where the conversation takes and goes. Is let, Let's first talk about a little bit who you are, where we got connected and how we came about, the, how you really encouraged me to have this, to talk, to have this podcast today.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Um, So who I am, I guess my titles would be I'm a well-being counselor. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher. I, you know, I delve deep into the world of wellness, but I feel like that has kind of transitioned in the last few years of exactly that, of like, who am I? Who is Michelle Catherine Rose? What do I stand for? What do I want to embody? and asking those like tougher questions, the ones that you and I've talked about, right? It's like, who are we if we take away all the titles? Mm -hmm. If we take away the knowledge and the skills and what we bring to the table, maybe professionally, who are we underneath that all? So I think that's the conversation maybe that you and I in a way started that when things get ripped from your life or your life kind of turns upside down, those are the questions that are, they, they hold you. They, they give you stability because that is what we are. We are who we are kind of thing. So uh, when were we brought together? Actually, probably about a year ago. I think so. I think exactly it was. Exactly a year ago. Um, we met in our little star fam Yeah, and just kind of a masterminding group of beautiful, beautiful women from all over, really, mm-hmm. truly, and that's kind of how you and I came to be for the for the simple part of the story. I guess we'll say, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's
0: one of those pieces that really has shown me time and time again. As you grow and as you evolve as a person, and each of you on your own individual journey, there we sometimes can get to a space where we are removing people from our lives or leaving people behind or the connection isn't the same they might still be very present but the connection isn't the same and there is this there for me there was a craving and a longing for like-minded souls and people that were on a similar path not the same path but had walked through things in the same way or or were accessing things in a way that I was curious and interested about and when I opened myself up to that and just saying I don't know what that looks like but I'm going to put a feeler out to the universe and start calling that in. And it came, it comes and it's unexpected and it might not be in a way. And when, for me, when that con- type of connection comes into my life, it feels very familiar and comfortable more so than sometimes people that have been in my life for almost my whole life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly, and I think that was the cons- consensus above within the group of us women is we we were like, well, you know, many of us haven't met in person. Some, like I said, from all over the world. But when we connected, it was just like, oh yeah, duh, of course, these are my these are my people, you know, mm-hmm. these are kindred souls. And then the more you and I shared, which we will be sharing more, um, we were like, oh, but wait minute. Same, same, you know, kind of thing. That was really powerful too.
0: Yeah. And so what Michelle's kind of starting to refer to is I had listened to another amazing soul that has been on the podcast twice now, and we've shared content back and forth is Marie and Marie has a podcast and you were a guest on there, Michelle, and really shared your experience with heartache and heartbreak and as you mentioned, I think it's just the most beautiful way of saying it is your life getting either ripped out from under you or flipped upside down or tossed in a way that was never in the plan and the vision. And something that I experienced, and I do not enjoy talking about, (laughs) hence like the nervousness and like the like twisting of my hands on my crystal in a space. Um, But listening to you speak so openly about an experience that was very charged for you and very hard and very heavy for you gave me permission to, one, express what I was wanting to express and needing to express. Two, understand that I wasn't alone, which is the power, I believe, truly in sharing our stories. And three, even take our connection to a space that was deeper, and more profound than it had been. And that is just the intentionality that I'm bringing to this episode today is wherever it goes and however we choose to share, but allowing somebody out there to listen and to hear and say, wow, I really felt ashamed or I felt alone or embarrassed. And this is just a part of life and we can talk about it.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely.
0: Yeah. Do you wanna share a little insight into your story?
1: Sure, I would love to. So this is the thing with stories, right? It's, it's where do you start and where does it end? Because it's continuous, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a part of who you are. But I think that's the biggest lesson that I'm learning is your stories aren't who you are. They're just experiences. And I know, I already know we're going to talk more about that, but I, I had moved through a separation about a year ago um with a man that i truly loved. You know, i i really thought he was my person and he's just i have so many beautiful things to even say of him now. He's just such a kind, loving person and we were just from two different worlds and we had met and he had moved to canada. He was from the uk and we started to build a life here and we were together for, you know, over 4 years and the details really of it doesn't matter and i think that's Sometimes what we get hung up in is, you know, okay, calculate the years you were together and half that, and that's how long it takes to get over heartbreak. And, and that's just definitely not the case. The love is love and everyone feels that differently. And um, yeah, so we started to create a life here and build that. And it's so true. We have these visions of what we think our life will look like. And I know for myself, I, I hold on to those visions so tightly And now moving through everything, you know, that was something that kept pulling me back of like, oh, I I didn't think my life would look like this. Oh, I didn't think, you know, we were going to separate. Oh, I didn't think I'd be owning a home on my own. You know, these kinds of things that come up and and then tack on top of that, the pressure from everyone else, you know, like it was one of those things as, as I was moving through it you know, we, we decided that he was going to move back to the UK. And so then you, you start asking the questions, okay, what do we do with the house? What do we do with the dog? What do we do with all these logistical things? While well, your heart is shattering, and you're trying to figure out how to just even human every day, mm-hmm. and go to work and still do the things while making these big life, life changes, I guess, essentially. So I just, you know, obviously being in these shoes now and looking back and, and oftentimes I felt I was, you know, I'd be asked, you get the, the whole head tilt of how you doing, you know, or, um, or you even have people who don't know what to say to you. So they avoid you altogether. So I found in those early days, I was often being the one to consult others. That's just a part of who I am anyways, being a huge empath. And I know that you can resonate with that, mm-hmm. that you you don't want them to feel, you know, sad or down or whatever it might be for asking these hard questions. But meanwhile, you're shattered on the inside. So you're holding others up. So it was a really confusing really delicate time i guess is a good word for it i um i have lost people in my life before but not like this this was this was a little different and yeah it's one of those things that just really rocks you to your core and you know being a well being counselor i have i have wonderful tools at my you know ready and i was still experiencing panic attacks at work and just this overwhelming I always used to call it like the wave this wave washes over you and you can feel so good for two seconds and then it comes out of nowhere and it just blindsides you and it really rips you under and it's just one of those things I started to to realize okay you know while I'm going through this wave of anxiety or whatever whatever term you want to put with it, it's just going to be a survival moment. Let's just bring my attention back to right now and how I can move through this. And then each day you just kind of start on the staircase and then, you know, you're keeping yourself a little more present rather than looking at the whole staircase. But yeah, it's, it's something, obviously, I'm sure you can tell in my voice is still something I just think of that woman a year ago and I just want to give her the biggest hug because there's just so much to navigate when you're navigating any type of heart heartache whether that's losing someone that you love dearly because they're passing away because they're moving away because you're not going to be in each other's lives anymore there's so many reasons but heartache is heartache
0: yeah and what you said too of that that idea of needing to feeling that you needed to comfort other people. Or um, there was a lot of that in my case. And then there was also a lot of, I am ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt. I don't want to talk about this. So can we please just not? I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to go there. Or in those moments where you were feeling good, it was I don't wanna to touch back onto those spaces. I don't, uh, this is my two seconds of feeling good today. Just let me feel into the space before I maybe bury back down into my hole for a little bit. I want to see some sunshine for two seconds and not be in that space. And the other piece that I think strongly comes along with that is not knowing how others will receive that as well, or knowing that they come from the best place, but hearing everything happens for a reason or this is a blessing in disguise, or whatever things that people say with the best of intention. I was like, hmm, but is it though, are you sure? And even if that's true, that might be a truth. That absolutely might be a truth. In that moment though, it was not my truth. And so to hear that also layered on, I allowed that to layer on more shame. Because if somebody's saying this, who's been through something challenging or hard or has whatever, if they're saying this and I don't feel this way, then that means something else about me as well, great. Now, not only am I ashamed and embarrassed and sad and in grief and depressed and anxious and having panic attacks and whateverness. now I'm also not feeling about it the way that I'm supposed to, what, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. in those moments, What was helpful for you or grounding to you? Or what did you do to just escape it? Because sometimes that's a protection as well that we need in those moments. For myself, it very much was.
1: Definitely. Um, You know what? Truthfully, um, labeling them as survival days. Mm -hmm. As those days where you get up. um, That was a big thing for me. It was especially being such a positive, optimistic, driven person. You know, you want to, put the armor on and you want to head through the day and I'm fine and this doesn't hold me back. But that was one thing is just waking up and recognizing where I was. So that awareness was huge, that was key. And then the acceptance of, okay, this is where I am. This is what I'm feeling. I don't necessarily have to love how I'm feeling but can I just be aware and can I accept the way that I'm feeling? so i'm feeling sadness i'm feeling depressed whatever whatever emotion or word you know resonates can i just be in it and that be okay too so that was a huge huge monumental like change and shift for me um you and i've talked many times about like the different tools and things that we use but meditation was key like meditation I was doing Yoga Nidra or guided meditations because it it gives your your mind something to follow. Yeah. Um, and then we haven't talked about yet, but like for me, the weight therapy was life-changing, mm-hmm. life-changing. And so that even, you know, a business that I had already created and was using the products for for yoga, now were my self-soothing tools, you know, the. I would sleep with my sandbag every night. Just that gentle weight helps helps you soothe down and kind of come down from that higher top when you're feeling that. So those were huge, huge tools for me. Um, and just moving through the day, however, so my, like, movement was definitely something. So getting out, walking the dog, yoga, things like that. But understanding that some days, that was not going to be an option. And that was okay. And just kind of showing up the best I could every day and, and moving through it. You know, I have a, a background in nutrition, so I knew the importance of healthy eating, you know, surrounding myself with people that love and care truthfully about me and that I could just show up however I was going to show up that day and them not ask questions. You know, sometimes the how are you doing, and you and I talked about this, can be lethal, it can be a lethal question. How am I doing? Do you really wanna know how much <laughs> time do you have, right? So it's. it was just, I needed to be around people who just knew me and loved me and could support me in whatever that looked like and that I wouldn't have to talk about things maybe if I wasn't in a place to talk about them. And really on top of that was allowing myself to be supported receiving that support rather than being like I can do this on my own this is what it has to look like that was just that was huge for me
0: yeah and not only the lethal question of how are you and asking that and saying you know do you do you want to know how much do you want to know not only that but do you, person asking the question, have the capacity to hold the tears or the emotion or whatever comes up and maybe not? Mm-hmm. And if so, then it is easier when you're asked that questions to say fine, to say good, to, to be in that and to know that holding that as a baseline is not going to be supportive. So making sure there are people in your corner that when they ask and you feel safe and comfortable, you can give them an honest answer and it doesn't have to be detailed it can just be not well or really <laughs> shitty or it can be expanded on if you choose and want to mm-hmm. yeah what did a timeline feel like you? was there an urge or a a battle with timelines as you were as you continue to work through a healing space
1: yeah, like I think it's it's exactly what I touched on earlier of you know, you pick up a breakup book and they tell you, well, calculate the time you spent together and then divide that by two. Like, I'm sorry, but you cannot put math in <laughs> heart. No. Yes. So that was one thing I struggled with and yeah, I'm definitely impatient. I'm I'm a patient person for sure, but when it comes to my own well being, I have high expectations for myself. So I would, you know, exactly what you're saying with the timeline. You want time to move so much faster. And the most annoying thing you can hear is like time heals all. Give yourself time. Ugh. But you're you know that there's truth in it. It's just, it's one of those things when you're moving through something. And this doesn't even just have to be heartache. It's whenever you're moving through something the more we hold on to the idea of time and moving, like getting out of it, the longer it will last. And that's just something that I learned. And truly, you can't, you can't put time on it. Time is irrelevant when it comes Mm -hmm. to these things. And like I said, I, I'm repeating myself, but I think there's so, so much importance in it that it's like the more we push and hold on to and grasp, like, why am I not feeling better? That's furthering the shame cycle, right? It's like, why am I not? But you are just who you are and what you are and what you're experiencing. So yeah, that, that was one thing, one takeaway, I guess. Um, I'm curious if you had the same experience.
0: Yeah. I, I, and- those cliche terms that people say of time heals all wounds and all of that I actually don't believe in that and not in a way that it's always going to be it's always going to feel the same in a way of when there is grief somebody explained this to me so beautifully and it just stuck with me when there is grief no matter what that is to you in your life and it's a big grief it takes a it consumes the majority of your world, your life, rightfully so. And as time goes on, your ex, you as a person expand. Your grief takes up, is, is the same size. But as you're getting bigger and as your world is getting bigger, it by default takes up a little bit more space in your world. But the size and the weight of that might not shift. And so to not force that shifting, but just know that as time goes on, growth happens. And as growth happens, it will look and it will feel different. And that is more supportive to me. That was more supportive to me and still is than thinking it's been X amount of time. It shouldn't still feel this way. And it feels different now. And there are still some times where a memory or a flash or a song or a random moment in breath work will come up and it's like, Oh, a sucker punch to the gut. And it's it's very real and very large. And as I've expanded, now I know how to pull in tools, breath work, stillness, being open to support, talking about it, having conversations with you, Michelle, or somebody that feels safe to know that I can resource myself in that when something is really big and that wave doesn't crash me over. It might still crash me over. And it might still take me under, but the time frame to come back up from that and bring my head above water is a different time frame than it once was. Mm-hmm. And the time frame can look different as well. It might be a day, it might be a minute, depending on the situation. But in, in the whole grand scheme of things, it's still the time has has uh, quickened. The recovery speed, I will say, has quickened a little bit
1: of like if you were to think of it as a muscle too the more I mean really essentially what we're talking about too is kind of rewiring the brain right and bringing it back you know when we get triggered can we continue to flow with life rather than you know be held up on those triggers and the more we do that the more we start to rewire our brain and bring it back whether it be the present moment or I've even done like replace it quickly with a a beautiful moment that I love um the easier it gets and I I say easier very delicately because of what we just said it's like it can still be a trigger that gets you and you're like oh this this doesn't feel good in my body at all but the time kind of like you're saying to get on to the next thought or whatever it might be might be less like you say it might not hold you under for a week or a day or so yeah it's that. More, more easily
0: accessible, yeah. maybe unnecessarily easier. It's just more accessible yeah. than what it once was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, one thing that we've talked about is the pressure that society has, right. You're going through, I went through my own process. You go through your own process and then it's maybe not feeling as comfortable as someone makes a comment or a question or a whatever it is. Or it's still something in me that is a triggering space, but I can be really strong and stand firm in what I feel and I believe, and then still be taken down on somebody who says like, are you in a relationship? Are you married? Do you have kids? Are you da-da-da-da? It's like, no, and I don't want to talk about it, so do not ask me this question.
1: When we were even saying more about that is like how oftentimes the outside world will rank your success based mm-hmm. on your marital status or yeah. how many kids you have or if you have the house with the white picket fence you know these these maybe outdated standards just sometimes don't fit so why are we holding everyone to that same expectation what if we instead we asked you know instead of how are you like what's good or yeah. You know, if you're talking about success in someone's life, what if instead of assuming we ask them, like, what's making you happy in your life right now? And what if we started to shift the story more towards that of, of someone being just in, in their power and happy and that being successful, healthy, that being successful, you know, like there's, there's so many more merits to success than physical things than your marital status.
0: Yeah. What came to my mind when you were saying this, and I don't know that I've ever really thought about it this way, but in truth, my overarching theme in my one-on-one clients, in breath work, in membership, like whatever I share with anybody, my, my overarching theme is I want you to feel that you are empowered by yourself, that you are your one you are your fix, you are your medicine, you are the answers, you have the answers inside of you. And you don't have to disempower yourself by feeling that you need to be fixed, changed, or given something by something, anything external. And that can be love of somebody else. Love of somebody else is an external exchange. It can be a white picket fence, a number of kids, a career, whatever it is are all external. And so when we are feeling the pressure or feeling that that's a validation. We're really, truly disempowering ourselves because the number one thing that is successful is you standing in who you are and loving and being content with exactly who you are in this moment, knowing she can shift, she can change, she can be something totally different, but it's still you loving and doing you and not needing that from somebody else. Cause that sets you up to be in a whole different space too, if that validation is constantly being given by anything outside
1: of you. Oh, beautiful. I'm over here like raising the, (laughs) yes, all of this. Yes, because it is, you know, when people used to say like, the answers are all within you, I'd roll my eyes and be like, well, why do you think I'm asking if I had all the answers? (laughs) Exactly. But like- it really- Can you tell me how to access them then?
0: Like if they're in me, can you give me the direct blueprint know yeah. how to get them? Cause I don't know.
1: Yeah, but it is, it's so everything we just talked about. It's when you quiet and you come back to your center and I mean, you can call it whatever you want. So many people call it so many different things, but essentially center feels right to me. When you sink below the surface and you just come home to yourself, truly like everything everything is there
0: yeah, yeah. and that's scary
1: One hundred and that
0: does not always come as the first response no and it comes with a lot of and they don't like to say work in a way of like it's a struggle and it's a work but in truth and honesty it comes with a lot of I won't say work but I'll say practice and it comes with returning to that and having a little bit of blind faith and trust. That that is there even if I can't see it or fully access it right now.
1: Mm -hmm. And on top of that, too, when people haven't sat with their self, then sometimes there are some things that come up that we're uncomfortable with. So exactly what you're saying. It is a practice and it does take time, I guess. Mm -hmm. But doing it with practitioners that are supportive, you know, such as yourself, such as myself, that's that's what makes you more powerful because you're, you're honing in on your skills to do that yeah
0: and that's how you know I spoke actually just last week in an episode about this but that's how you know when you have found a facilitator a mentor a coach a practitioner a support therapist whatever that is that is in the best alignment for you when it's not them telling you that they have the solution but they will fiercely hold space for you and support you as you maneuver that gray or murky waters to find that in yourself and I'll give you tools I'll give you advice and guidance but I don't have anything for you
1: Mm -hmm. I don't yeah no one can do it for anyone else but themselves
0: yeah Yeah. and trust me I tried I've tried I like everything I have tried to find that and
1: anyone else want to do this okay perfect yeah
0: please please I will pay you thousands of dollars but no no okay yeah what is what are the words Michelle that you would tell a version of yourself whoever that version is whatever but the words that you needed the most in a past version of self
1: that's such a beautiful question you know what the first words that come to mind because this is something that was repeating the last year is to really like surrender control, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to just go with the flow of how things are. And I think, you know, I'm one of those people that yeah, when you have an idea, you wanna steer it a certain way, but really to just surrender that control and what we think our lives should look like versus what they may be. You know, it comes back to that awareness and that acceptance. Um that's one thing I would tell myself is just like let go, touch lightly, like flow with it and whatever is coming up, just to experience it and not force it to try to be a different way. Because in that forcing, that's what I think robs us truly of our happiness, is wanting our lives to look a different way than they currently look. And I mean that there's a difference between having goals and desires and dreams and working towards those, then grasping tightly onto something that's no longer working for you it's that letting go that surrendering and I I used to think the word surrender was such a weak word but I see how much strength is in surrender how much strength is in vulnerability how much strength is in letting go and yeah that's definitely what I would would share
0: that's a piece that I have dropped in little bits as I've shared breath with uh, with others, or even on the podcast, I've shared about there are particular experiences. And obviously it is the ending of my relationship. Now that we're talking about it, that in a breath work session, I will, with the intention of release or surrender I let go. And I would for so long forced it thinking that that meant, or that the, the cure to that was erasing, basically taking a magic wand and erasing, giving myself amnesia of an entire eight year span of my life. And the more I would fight that, the more tense I would get. And I would end up doing a rough work session about relaxing, releasing, letting go. And I was this tight little stress, insane ball. I was like, well, this is not, not going in the way that I had envisioned. And this download came not that long ago. That was just, Megan, you don't, you're not going to get to erase your memory from what was happy because that was painful as well. What was joyful? What was beautiful? What sucked? What didn't go? like that? The memory of that isn't what we're working on letting go of and releasing as much as I still maybe some days would like it to. Mm -hmm. But it was every time I took an exhale, great, that was a release. Every time I shed tears, that was a release. Every time that I could have a conversation about it, a massive release. And so it was all of these little tiny bits that eventually added up and gave me the strength, gave me the stability, calmed my nervous system enough to maybe let a bigger hunk of that go. And to be okay with holding tight with it because I just, eventually, this was my surrender was just fine. I'm just going to hold onto it then. Like, I don't, I can't fight letting you go anymore. I'm just going to be with it. And that is when shifts begin to more rapidly take place. Mm -hmm. And it still sucks, right? Like, (laughs) it's still not great.
1: And it, it, it is, it really is like, I love this quote and I know it can be so frustrating when you're in it, but the things are coming together for us. We don't see it at the time and I know we can only connect the dots looking back. But there is so much truth in that. And really, as long as we can hold on to that and just trust that it is all for us in some shape or form, I don't know about you, but that definitely gave me a little more grace to move through it all rather than being like, this is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Can I, can I see maybe some, not even benefits, but maybe I don't see it now, but understand and hope and know that this is happening for me in some shape or form. And that is frustrating sometimes to hear when you're in it, but yeah, yeah, it's, it kind of goes back to this quote I heard a while back and I have it written in my office, but flowers don't grow only in the sun. Um, It's the storms that make them strong. And you do, you think of plants and how when the wind starts picking up and the storms, that's really what allows them to send their roots nice and deep and get that strength. And I'm sure that's like a whole nother topic that we could talk about, but it just, it really is going to show that, you know, you don't move through life not experiencing any of these things. And they do, I want to believe that they do make you stronger and they add to your life in some shape or form.
0: It was a question that you asked me and you asked it in a really supportive and loving way. Uh, We had connected a few weeks ago and we were talking, I had shared that I was around someone who had no idea of my experience. She was just sharing something of her own, but said that heartbreak was the most beautiful experience and she, everyone should feel and experience this because it's so much beauty. I was like, hard fuck no on that lady. Like that's great for you. I hope that's your truth and that's just not something you're saying. But no, mm, no, I'm not there. No. And I was really annoyed. And I could see it. And like it was comical at the time too. Because like, <laughs> no. And when I shared that with you, the way that you worded this was so beautiful. And it and it wasn't in an expectational way. It wasn't in an, an accusing way. You just said in all of that, can you see that some of this was happening for you? Or you didn't even word it that way. I'm going to blank on it now, but it was just, can you say that there were some new things that came into your life because of this? And I was like, of course. And that is my truth and that feels good. And yeah, you're right. They are things that in the time I would not have chosen but I found breath work exactly on to the day when the, the bottom of my world fell up from underneath me. And I got to dive into that and I got to give to that and feel into that. And it came into my life exactly when it needed to. And whether or not that would have happened in the same way, I don't know. I, I can't ever know that. But I do know and trust that there were things, people, experiences and places that were in that that now I get to be in this space because of. So for that, I don't have to play victim to the situation. I don't have to like it. I don't have to say I feel good about it or I think that it's beautiful because I don't. But there are beautiful things that have come following that. Mm-hmm. After the storm is done, the plant is still beautiful and there's still beauty that comes from the weathered rip leaves, bent stem, whatever that, that had to weather and that it took place in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for giving me permission to express that honestly, and to ask in a way that was supportive and genuinely curious. Not you should feel this way, not in not with any agenda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And those when we speak to that, it's people like Michelle and it's that that has given me support that as we speak of this, those are the people, if you're in something, whatever it is, it's leaning into the people that ask or don't ask or hold space, but that do allow you to express yourself in a full, open, and honest way and challenge you and ask tough questions when you're ready to receive them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I know one of the, one of the many beautiful things that you shared that came out of your experience was sync
1: mm-hmm. was
0: your company and you touched a little bit, but can you tell us what that is and how that, how that's evolved?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so we developed sync. We actually just had our second birthday on, in October. Um, so sync is a company that I started with my father of all people, um, and we developed, I, there's so many, when people ask the story about sync, it's not like, oh, one day the idea, <laughs> care me. it was like so many different things, but being a yoga teacher, I had experienced using weighted products in my, in my practice before. And I was, it was life-changing for my practice. I really love that. I'm a yin teacher. I love yin and nidra and restorative yoga. And so experiencing that, it was that extra exhale that oftentimes as teachers we would give to students, you know, sometimes we'll, well, pre-pandemic, we used to walk around and adjust our students. We'd say, relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders. And people would look and think they were relaxed, but it's that body awareness as well as how much stress we actually hold that when we would come down and press on the shoulders gently, or, you know, settle into the hips, people were like, oh, I can relax. (laughs) So I wanted to be able to give people that experience within their yoga practice. That's kind of how it began. And then it moved so much further, so much faster when moving through my experience, because it was something that I truly learned how to self-soothe. That was like one of the biggest things of my, my takeaway out of this last year, last two years, is I really truly learned how to sit with myself. And there's kind of a saying of, you know, don't avoid isolation. Well, isolation and solitude, how similar they are, but it's the intention behind, right? And many people are afraid of being alone. That, that's a real fear. And self-soothing is learning how to enjoy that solitude how to embrace the solitude rather than thinking of it in isolation. So obviously with the pandemic, that was something that just even furthered sync that people were like, you know, I, we, we can't communicate or physically embrace people we love. So the weighted therapy just became such a necessity. So whether people were practicing yoga or meditating or not, it was just something people could sit with, with that weight to help them settle the nervous system, to help them quite literally sink down from the surface and get back in sync with themselves. So that was just something I was noticing within all my clients as a well-being counselor, but then also in yoga is just people were struggling so much. And I wanted to be able to create, you know, a practice that we could literally just soften and settle back in Mm -hmm.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful and that just comes full circle to what we had talked about was yeah you get support from somebody you created products to allow somebody to come into themselves to sink into themselves to sink deeper with themselves and it all comes back to that overarching space yeah I love it I love that and what a beautiful way for you to channel out, for you to give, for you to express an experience and, and let that impact other people in a, in a way that's uniquely to them because you have no idea anybody else's experience and how that's going to to suit them.
1: And I just knew how much I enjoyed them. So I was just like, if one other person enjoys this, perfect. And then it just kind of exploded and I'm happy that it did. Like it's something my dad and I get to create together and have been able to pass forward to our community and it's a mission that we're just constantly striving for every day Mm -hmm.
0: and all of the all of the links and all of the goodness is going to be in the show notes so definitely go and check it out and what a perfect time to indulge in self or to give to others as we are kind of rolling into I hate to like be in like that annoying plug but in truth and honesty the the more this In the last couple of years, but I've looked for gifts for people. It was what is something that is going to be of deep value or give to them or give an experience or a continued experience instead of just a shirt or an XYZ, but what really has meaning to me. And those are the gifts I love to give and to receive into my life as well. Mm -hmm. Michelle, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to?
1: talk about oh my gosh I'm sure there's so many things I know we can come we can have
0: multiple conversations
1: (laughs) no I you know what the biggest thing the biggest takeaway out of anyone listening to this I think it's just so beautiful to know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through and whatever you're moving through and I think sometimes we project out there that the people we admire you know they're unfazed by grief or trauma or whatever that might be but we're all human. At the end of the day, we all experience emotions and feelings and trauma and heartbreak and whatever that might be. So just to be gentle with yourself and to remind yourself of that fact that you we, we are all human. And that is the beautiful part of it, that we're connected. And in, I think, reaching out to others and, and talking about experiences, that truly does help to heal that gap, I guess, in a a sense.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. We don't have to be in any space alone. And we can be. We can be alone. We can soften into that space. And we need to soften into that space of coming into self. And there gets to be somebody that walks in the wings with us Mm -hmm. and gets it. Even if it's silently nodding along, we just get it.
1: Mm -hmm. And you never know who you might meet. Exactly. (laughs) Oh. thank you so much
0: thank you for your wisdom and your light and and your goodness and, and and truthfully thank you for sharing honestly and openly in whatever whatever came today and whoever got to hear it because you had given me permission as you shared your story in an on another podcast and i know that you got to do that not only with me in the first podcast that i listened to and so many others but then countless more here and this just gets to ripple and impact and The way you made me feel, I know you get to make other people feel. And for that, I just share real deep gratitude
1: for you. I receive that. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love always.